Buenas and half a day, everybody. I'm so super happy to be here. I'm Kate Baltazar Dodge. I'm an advanced grief recovery specialist. And um, I'm here to talk to you a little bit about um, something that is really uncomfortable to talk about. And it's one of those things that we often um, overlook when we're talking about uh, things uh, like feelings or emotions or or things like that. And that is grief. So uh, I'm here today with uh, this uh, first part um, of a series that uh, is called One with Grief. A lot of times, you know, we, we often associate grief with death uh, and dying. I think when, uh, if you were to poll uh, 100 people, 90% of them would come back and uh, say, yeah, grief is, is about death and dying, but it's actually so much more than that. And uh, in, this first, uh, in this first episode, I just kind of want to cover what grief is and what grief isn't. Because that is, I think, fundamentally, how we understand grief is eventually going to be um, how we move forward in, in dealing with our grief every day. So. We think about ourselves as young children. And if you were to picture yourself as a young child and you have a backpack and this backpack is empty, we're all given an empty backpack, right? If you can just close your eyes and picture that for a moment. You're picturing yourself walking along as the young person that you are. In my instance, young Kate has a red backpack. It's empty. It's an empty backpack. We start out life with an empty grief backpack, right? But as we go along in life, um, and sometimes, unfortunately, for many of us, grief begins before we even start school, right? Even before we're interacting with playmates and schoolmates. So every time we have a grief event, a boulder gets added to this backpack. And there are many many boulders, different kinds of boulders that get added to our backpack as young kids. Some children experience uh, the death of a grandparent. Some kids experience uh, divorce, the divorce of their parents. Uh, some kids experience bullying, uh, which is an episode in and of itself uh, that I'm going to talk about in the future. But so pretty soon as we're going along through life, we have these these grief boulders. What do we think happens when so many boulders are just jammed in this backpack and now our backpack is overflowing with these grief boulders? Gets heavy, right? Gets really heavy. And what happens is people go through life just carrying around this backpack of boulders that they've been collecting since they were little, since they were little, little, little kids. So grief recovery and the grief recovery method is an, is an evidence-based program to help you unload little by little those grief boulders. So again, we're going to go and talk about grief. So grief is the normal and natural reaction to loss of any kind. 
And I know that sounds really broad, but it actually is because there are over 43, 43 different life events that have evidence behind them that could cause grief. 43. And there are so many different losses that are covered under the, the things that can cause grief. So obviously, death, divorce, but there's also loss of relationships, um, loss of uh, loss of finances, loss of your job, loss of health. Pet loss is a big one. And a lot of people say, oh, it's just a dog or it's just a cat. That is verifiably something that can cause grief the loss of a pet. So there's all these things. And so while we're thinking about grief, there's all these kind of negative things, right? That we're thinking about loss and the absence of uh, someone. But also positive things can cause grief as well. And we don't ever think about that, right? It's like, huh, what? These are happy events, but they're actually also events that can cause grief. Getting married, having a new baby, graduating from high school or college, um, buying your first car, getting your first apartment, buying your first home. In society, these are all benchmarks for happy, celebratory things. But, but it's also a change in a familiar pattern or behavior, which is also the definition of grief. So we have grief as the normal and natural reaction to loss of any kind, A, and B, it's also any change in the familiar pattern or behavior. So these celebratory events, while they're super happy and we're very excited and looking forward to them, they're a change in a familiar pattern or behavior. They can bring about grief and things that we feel are anxiety worrying, um, you know, uh, fear, all of those things manifest are manifestations of grief. First grief. We like to say that as grief recovery specialists, but first grief, right? So when I work with my clients and I try to explain these, this definition of grief, it's often very eye-opening for them because on the one hand, obviously you have the obvious things the loss of things, the end of things, right? In a bad way that can cause grief. But on the other hand, in another column are all these happy events. And we like to say in grief recovery that we are often taught from a young age how to celebrate things, how to deal with happy emotions, but we are not ever taught not in a way that is in depth or makes sense, how to deal with uncomfortable feelings. We're taught how to acquire things. We're taught how to build, build relationships. We are taught how to forge um, through life um, with happy landmarks in our life, happy milestones, right? But we're very rarely taught how to maneuver life within the context of grief. And so I know it's kind of a, it's so difficult. I, I, I can imagine um, for anyone to, to grasp 
the the notion of grief, right? And even culturally, um, which I'll talk about in a future in a future episode. Um, even culturally, our feelings about grief and how we handle grief are all so very um, ways that we isolate ourselves in grief, right? But so the other thing I want to talk about as we've established what grief is, right? Obviously, we think of grief as, yeah, it's the sad thing attached to sad events. It's also a change in a familiar pattern of, of behavior. And so as we're thinking about these things, the other G word that we talk about is guilt, right? Sometimes when we're thinking about our grief, we feel something that we think is guilt, right? And this is a word that we try to work through that we don't often like to use um, in grief recovery because guilt by definition means that you had the intent to harm or you had the intent to have something bad happen, right, to someone. And I don't think, I think that probably 90% of the population um, would not say that this is something that they wanted to do was to harm someone. And so um, we try to avoid, we try to avoid um, calling the things that we're feeling guilt. Um, Because sometimes people say, well, I want to get over this guilt. I want to get through this guilt. Um, And it's like, you really want to get through your grief because no one ever intended sometimes in certain situations, right? No one ever intended for this to happen. Everyone just, it just, these things happen. Bad things happen, right? Sad things happen. So um, we think that what you really are trying to process is your grief. I hope that makes sense. Um, I have so much more to cover uh, when it comes to grief and the grief recovery method. Um, again, I'm an advanced certified grief recovery specialist. And uh, what that means is um, as an advanced specialist, uh, I can work with clients online. So in the advent of the pandemic, um, there has been a great need for many to still seek services and information about uh, these programs. And um a lot of it, you know, obviously, because we can't do things face to face, there was an existing program, you know, to help people online. And that's an advanced certification to work with clients online. And as with many things, the pandemic, I think, just shoved everyone where they were going to be, you know, two years earlier. So um, oftentimes, um, also out of convenience. Um, that is an option for people. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are availing of that right now because it's super convenient. You know, you can have a session at home or you can be at the beach even if you want to. Um, you can be in your office maybe um, or anywhere that is convenient for you. Um, so whenever you see uh, a grief recovery specialist who has an advanced certification, it's um, an extra level of training uh, that they go through to work with clients. <clears throat> the other thing I want to kind of uh, touch on a little bit is 
that grief recovery is exactly that. Um, we are not counselors um, in the sense that we have this open-ended, long-term relationship uh, with our clients. And the difference in that is that this is an action-based program. We help you learn the tools to map out your grief events and bring closure, bring undelivered communication, um, and um, bring you to the other side of your grief. And many of these programs are finite. When I work with, uh, when I work with a client, I know exactly when that first session is going to be. And more often than not, 99% of the time, I know when the last session is going to be. This isn't for everyone. And I have to, I have to, and I probably should have mentioned that in the beginning. This is a, a caveat that um, I have to put out there. And that is the grief recovery method is not necessarily for everyone. You have to choose to do the work that it takes to overcome your grief because it's not an open-ended relationship. Um, and that's an advantage or disadvantage. It just depends on how somebody wants to view this relationship with the person that is helping them through their grief. For some people, just knowing that they can talk um, aimlessly or without guide, um, that helps them. And that's great. That is absolutely wonderful. Um, if they want to go into, you know, a extensive therapeutic relationship. The grief recovery method is not that. This is the program for people who want to learn these tools and want to employ these tools for the rest of their lives. And it is finite. It's finite because we want to empower you to take control of your feelings. And what that means is we are not telling you how to feel about the events that cause you grief. You know what they are. You absolutely already know what they are. And we're there as advanced specialists to guide you to that closure, to guide you to that healing, right? We're, we're there as partners. Um, we are not here to analyze you or um, figure out, you know, the other aspects uh, of your life. Um, you know, that's why this program is so powerful and is so sought after is because it's very specific to grief because I'm not a therapist. Um, I am somebody who helps you recover from grief. And that is a very specific subsect um, of uh, mental health and behavioral health services. This is more along the lines of, um, of education, training, um, self-discovery, and um, is, is for that person who is ready and willing to make the steps uh, and take the action that they need to take to overcome grief. 
to unload those grief boulders from their backpacks once and for all. That's not to say that you have a you have a backpack full of boulders and you go through grief recovery and ta-da, you have no more boulders because that is not how life works, right? What happens realistically is you have 20 boulders in there. You know, I know this sounds like a like a math problem, uh, like a word problem. You have 20 boulders in your grief backpack. When you're doing your grief recovery work, we call it heart work because heart work is hard work. Um, you have these 20 boulders and suddenly you're doing your grief work and you've unloaded three or four or five boulders, right? You're doing great. You're making progress. You're using the tools to overcome each grief event, right? But then something happens. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you have to move. You have to relocate. Or maybe you've become an empty nester and your child has left for college. Or maybe you're a mom and your son has just left for the military, you know? And now you've taken five boulders out, but you've put a boulder in. Because that's really kind of what life is like, isn't it? Um, it's not like we have this finite set of grief boulders and we work through them and we're done. And that is the beauty of what this program does is you can work on each event as it comes and when you are ready. Um, a lot of times grief boulders are attached to people's relationships with the people who are closest to them, right? They're attached to grief is attached to your relationship with your father your relationship with your mother, whether your parent was absent or in your life, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your best friend, um, your relationship with your boss, right? So sometimes these grief boulders are attached to people and they're not always the easiest to work through these grief boulders. Um, I've been talking a lot about the what is grief and what isn't grief. And I want to touch a little bit here on the why. Why, why, why would I even want to go there? Why do I want to talk about grief and bring up all these awful, uncomfortable feelings? Because whether you know it or not, you're processing them just the wrong way, the way that is unhealthy, the way that is not bringing you to live your best, most productive life. So if you can imagine you're driving along and you get a flat tire. So you pull to the side of the road, you're on the shoulder and it's your back driver's side tire. And you're like, "Dag on it. I have a flat tire. What do you do? You get out your, you know, you get out your spare tire and your, your tools, right? And, or maybe you're calling your, someone, hey, help me with this flat tire. But the last thing you're going to do is sit there on the side of the road and stare at that flat tire, hoping, hope against hope, that it fixes itself. Does that make sense? That doesn't make any sense, right? 
when you get a flat tire to just like sit there and look at it and hope that that flat tire gets fixed, you take action. And that's exactly your approach to grief. Because whether you know it or not, all that, all the grief that you've accumulated in your life is weighing you down and you're driving around in life, not realizing it, but you're driving around on a flat tire. And so that is the why of why, why do I need to talk about grief? Oh, it's sad. It's terrible. Of course it is at first. Um, But in the end, I have not had one client of the dozens and dozens of clients that I have had in the last two and a half years tell me or anyone around them that it was not worth everything that they put into it. Um, and so that's kind of the what is grief? What isn't grief? You know, um, I, I have so much uh, swirling around in my head right now. And uh, I'm so happy that you have stuck with me this far uh, in One With Grief. So we're talking about what grief is, what grief isn't. Uh, it's a normal and natural reaction to loss of any kind. And it's also the change in a familiar pattern or behavior. Um, why do you want to tackle grief? Because like I said, uh, whether, we, whether you know it or not, um, just by virtue of being a human being and having feelings attached to um, grief and loss, you're driving around with a flat tire and a back, walking around with a backpack full of grief boulders. So, I mean, we're talking about uh, a lot of these things and you might ask yourself, you know, well, what's my priority? Um, This isn't a priority for me. I have a lot of things going on in my life. I'm married. I have a spouse that I need to deal with and take care of and care for and provide for emotionally. I have children that I need to take care of and provide for emotionally. I have a household, I have rent or a mortgage, I have a boss, Um, I have my girlfriends, you know, I have my study group, I have school, I have two jobs, absolutely, absolutely. But what you're not realizing is that your grief and the residual effects of unresolved grief, which we'll also talk about in a future uh, podcast, the effects of your unresolved grief are touching every single part of your life. All of it, everything you just mentioned. Make a list in your mind of the top 10 things that you're worried about right now. And I will bet you dollars to donuts that your grief is preventing you from resolving a lot of those issues. And I can, if you were in front of me right now, I could help you map that out and find the reasons why you need to resolve your grief. It's also important to know that we, as certified grief recovery specialists, we have to go through these programs ourselves. We don't get to just uh, train up and how to to help people through their grief and 
we ourselves aren't working through our own grief events in our life. Um, so in order for us to get certified, we absolutely have to go through this program ourselves because to us, knowing our own grief and our knowing our own heart positions uh, when it comes to the things that have caused us grief in our life is tantamount to helping others overcome grief. So these are kind of the things that um, I'm super excited and happy to touch on as we embark on this journey um, to talk about grief, to help you get through your grief, to be one with your grief. Um, it's like we say in grief recovery, we want you to learn and understand that you can get to a point where grief and joy sit together. Um, because a lot of the conflict, you know, the conflicting feelings um, that come about from the change, right, in a familiar pattern of behavior, it comes from us suppressing our grief, disallowing joy, and only wanting joy. But naturally, as humans, that's not really how we work. That's not really how we're built. Our emotions come together whenever and wherever. And we have to honor that space. We have to honor those feelings uh, when they come. Because that in and of itself causes grief. So let's say you're talking about, uh, you know, you're suddenly having a grief attack, right? Where you think about something that happened. Maybe um, you lost your job. Well, you pushing away your feelings about losing your job is bringing you more grief. You're already suffering from grief because of the loss of your job, but you are doubling down on yourself with grief by, by not acknowledging that you have these feelings in the first place by saying, yeah, I lost my job. I got this. Absolutely. You got this. You're going you're gonna to go send out resumes. You're going to go call people you know to see you know, what positions might be out there. But you have to absolutely honor the fact and give yourself the grace to know that this is a grief event and this is something that you need to work through, especially if, for example, you lost your job um, unexpectedly. The pandemic in and of itself has brought upon just legions more grief uh, on top of the grief we were already going through as um, just as humans, you know. As human beings, we were meant to process our feelings. We were meant to, to be a processing plant of feelings. Um, we don't always know how to do that. We just feel these feelings and they don't know, we don't know where to go. We don't, we, we don't know where to go with these feelings. Uh, we act out uh, negatively. And uh, I will share that also in a future episode, um, in a future podcast. So. There's so much that goes on, um, but we're meant to process our feelings. We're meant to help ourselves to make sense of these feelings when we're ready. And uh, we are certainly um, not meant to bottle them up. Uh, when you don't process your feelings and you bottle them up, um, I liken that to like um, <clears throat> they use in, a, in grief recovery, like a tea kettle analogy. But, you know, we're in Guam. And we're islanders, so we use pressure cookers, right? We use pressure cookers a lot um, when we want to tenderize that oxtail for kadu. 
So if you were to not release that pressure in that pressure cooker, it explodes. It has the potentiality to explode. And that's the way we are with our feelings. That's absolutely the way we are. That could happen with our feelings uh, when we're not processing them. It has absolutely been a pleasure for me to, uh, to share these, um, just the very basic tenets of grief. I hope they have made sense to you. I hope that um, you have found um, an interest in talking about grief and learning more about grief. I am absolutely just so excited, if that makes sense, um, because ultimately um, the goal is healing, is absolutely healing, is being able to heal, heal hearts. And um, it is never too soon to heal your heart. I'm Kate Baltazar Dodge. I'm super happy to be here with you. And uh, uh, as an advanced grief recovery specialist, I urge you uh, to take stock of your grief and um, seek out um, ways for you to, to overcome your grief and live your best life because you owe it to yourself. This is wonderful. If anyone uh, needs to reach me, if you have any questions you'd like to pose after this podcast um, in general about grief or about uh, anything that uh, I might be able to help with, you can send me an email and it's real easy. It's Kate, K-A-T-E at KateBaltazar.com. That's Kate, K-A-T-E at K-A-T-E-B-A-L-T-A-Z-A-R.com. Uh, or you can visit me on Facebook. I have a Facebook. You can find me uh, on Facebook. And uh, I'm absolutely um, open to taking your questions or comments there. Thank you so much. Until the next episode of One With Grief, be well, Guahan, and adios.